on that, but. Well, there you go. There's the intro. And uh, hello and welcome back to the DC UK podcast. This is season five and this is episode three. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. As you'll see, alongside me, making, I'm starting to lose count of how many appearances he's made on the show, but it's Russell Knauss. I think it's your sixth one. It's a double hat trick, which might mean you need a special t-shirt in the post. I think I'm, uh, I'm, I've made more appearances than how many seasons. <laughs> you really have. It's <laughs> mad. But you're, you're always welcome on the show. You might as well be the co-host now. Why not? No problem. Nah. No um, how are things with you and uh, DC right now? Good. I think... Um... After this weekend, obviously, you, you have a lot of excitement from a player perspective, fan club perspective. Um, that was definitely one way to open it up after last season. Um, I'm glad we didn't end up losing that game 2-1 and we we fought yeah. back. Um, so a lot of excitement and, and um, I'll say a good amount of confidence going into Columbus, um, knowing that it's their home opener. It's going to be a tough game. So overall excited. I just, after last weekend and then, having a, a long but solid preseason with the team and getting to know a lot of new faces. It, it's uh, I was good to get, I was excited to get going last weekend and then obviously have that re- as a result. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, from a fan perspective, it's so exciting to get the season underway, but from a player's perspective, that must, you must feel that sense of excitement as well. Yeah. It's uh, like once week four, five, six come around with preseason, you're like, all right, let's, let's get to the games. Like, cause there's nothing, it's completely different when you get out there in front of obviously home fans this past weekend, but when you get out in front of fans and you're uh, competing for a result and trying to get points, it's uh, completely different than the preseason games. So as much as I always give my best in the preseason games, the, when the regular season games come, it's, it's yeah. full go. Yeah. Cause I can imagine the preseason. Yes. It's all about trying to get used to the new tactics and the new style of play, obviously with Wayne coming in, but I'd imagine it's all about getting the fitness levels up and the match sharpness up as well. Yeah, definitely. And and even the first, I'll say three to five games is is trying to find rhythm still, um, because like I said, the actual regular season games are a completely different pace. Um, your timing, your all these different li- little details need to be right, or you get punished, or you score goals, or don't score goals. Um, so it takes time. Preseason was obviously very helpful in, in trying to implement what Wayne wanted. Um, and then obviously now going to, into the regular season, you're trying to balance what the opponent gives you week in and week out while still sticking to principles that he wants to do. So it uh, just takes time. But I think uh, preseason was really good. It was good to have him as a as coach for a full preseason because what he wants to develop is, is um, integrated and complex. But um, – yeah, last last season when he came in, there wasn't enough time to be able to do it. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, it must be difficult, especially from a head coach's point of view, coming in midway through the season rather than want, having that full off-season to be able to get the right players and that he wants to bring in and then getting the style of play um, across. Not being able to do that properly during the season must have been difficult for him. Yeah, definitely. And then you have the, I mean, I'm just thinking from a coaching perspective, you have evaluating the roster, you have trying to implement principles, you have the the fans dealing with the club situation you're in, trying to balance of getting a result to, um, you know, trying to build a style of play that will carry into next season. So it was, it was tough. 
Um, I'm glad we obviously new season, you always have a new slate. So I'm, I'm glad we, we have that and um, have had had the time to be able to integrate the new guys in and um, build a culture that hopefully we can translate to results in the field. Definitely. I mean, you've just mentioned about new guys, but obviously today just announced Yami Lasad is back. Yeah. I mean, how from our perspective, that's great. I mean, he's getting his trilogy. He's been great for us before. For you, having someone familiar come back and seeing him around, what was that like today? Oh, it's exciting. Um, obviously, I knew a couple of days ago before it was officially <laughs> released, but um, no, I, I mean, Yamil's a, a great person, first of all, off the field, which that's, you know, makes me really happy bringing guys like that back. Um, and then you, you've seen the club scene, what he can do on the field uh, when he's healthy. So hopefully he can he can get fit and uh, be able to, you know, provide provide that to our team. He definitely provides something different. It's unfortunate um, what happened to to Martin with the ACL. Yeah. But Emil, Emil can kind of fill a similar role for us. And he uh, he's a very good player. And like I said, very good person off the field to be able to have in the locker room. Nice. That's good to hear. Um, I want to touch back, obviously, back onto the Toronto game at the weekend. Um, you captained. You captained the game. You got the victory, which is... Must have been a nice little uh, sense of achievement on that one. Um, but what did it actually really take to actually get that result right at the end, out of the out of the jaws of defeat, really? Because obviously Ben Teke's goal came in the 90th minute and then the 98th for the winner. That I mean, I saw on the replays you just absolutely sprinting towards Ted in the celebrations. Yeah. Um, what was that like? No, it's it's an incredible feeling. I think everyone who was watching and also in the stadium had a, a similar type of excitement. Um, for me, I think last year that maybe that result doesn't turn that way. I think the guys showed incredible belief and um, I thought the young guys came in and, and provided that belief, you know, like, Hey, we, whatever the scoreline is right now, let's, let's do our best to try to get the team back into it. Yeah. And uh, it, it turned out well for us. It was a incredible game to be a part of one of those, one of those ones that probably, you know, I don't know if it's stamped in history, no, but it's definitely a, something that for me personally was a, a great game to be a part of. Obviously, like you said, I had the the captain armband and, you know, with that, it's, it's you know, I always try to be a leader on the field, whether I wear the band or not, you know, um, but with wearing the armband, I, I really wanted to try to make sure guys knew that, Hey, let's believe till we till the end, no matter the result. Um, it's unfortunate the way we played the second half. I thought we had a great first half, um, but obviously a win, a win like that is an incredible feeling. So I'm really uh, I'm very thankful for it. I, mean, I looked at some of the stats and yeah, you, you saw sort of the possession the times of the possession as well, and how much we actually dominated um, in that possession, which wasn't as much as Toronto because of that second half. Yeah, um, but it's something that. And it was noticed um, in the commentary um, that Bob Bradley's teams tend to come alive in the second half. So it wasn't real shock that happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, obviously, we wouldn't have liked to have gone 2-1. No, down, but, you know. Yeah. I think I think they, uh, they realized what their plan, I'll say, or tactic initially in the first half wasn't working. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, we had a hard time adjusting to to them playing a bit more direct balls over top. We kept our line pretty high, um, and we we didn't adjust as well as we should have. Um, 
obviously the goals come off of plays we can avoid, but at the same time, we put ourselves kind of in that position of, you know, taking on pressure that maybe we could have flipped the switch a little bit earlier and, and gotten out of, but those are all learning moments. And um, yeah, I think the fight from the team was incredible to be able to come back. And you saw moments in the first half, even in the second half where we, what, you know, what we're trying to achieve, what we're, what we're doing. So I think there's a lot of positives, but there's, you know, things we need to eliminate if we want to pick up points throughout a full season. I think uh, from uh, my perspective as well, from Matai, uh, being a 16-year-old, playing so well for so long, and just that one mistake, and it co- did cost us goal. But I think when you look at the whole picture for him as well, young, such a young age, played incredibly well. That must have been really good, especially from a youngster's point of view as well. Yes, definitely. I mean, I uh, I applaud for sure his, his performance, um, you know, mistake that mistake happened it's whatever like he's he's he'll learn from it I actually think making that mistake is something that's going to make him a better player in the long term but the way he handled um playing under those conditions with that intensity first game home game starting you know there's there's a lot of variables that you know would make it very tough for for a player of his age um and he definitely displayed a lot of confidence and and uh calmness over the course of the game yeah definitely um, right, so I will be talking more about the Toronto game later on in the show, but it's been a while since you've been on. Um, I think the last time you were on was probably back at the start of 2021, I think. Yeah, I don't think last year I was really on much. No. Or I no. wasn't on. <laughs> no, you weren't on at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, things have changed since then. Um, for me personally, I'm in a new house and I've kitted out my garage now into love my that. podcast studio. I mean, as you can see, I've got... Congrats. That's cool. That's beautiful. I love the... It's in the net there. Oh, it is. That's the, that's the the winner there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I've also got a doubt ball just over there off camera. <laughs> because, nice. you know, it's a mind cave. It has to be done. Um, but you've also become a father as well. Yeah. How have you found that? Because I became a father back at, uh, in 2020... And it was such a huge change. But for you, being an athlete, and you were mentioned just before we went on live, you, your shoulders were a little bit creaky. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was how fatherhood treating you? No, it's been uh, – it's beautiful. It's been a blessing to be able to bring Christian into into our lives, my wife and I, um, and our family. I think it's it was a little unknown how, how I was going to deal with it, especially end of last season with the sleep, like, is this guy gonna be up all night like what's what do I do so um I had no idea and you know we're still learning and and he's growing so fast it's been amazing obviously I document him growing uh you know sharing with friends and family um you know his journey but it's crazy at the same time like we're away for preseason three weeks he starts crawling so moments like that you know they're tough being a professional athlete not being there but at the same time um, I do, you know, I still get to spend a lot of time with him and, uh, you know, on our off days and make sure I spend, make sure I spend time with them and, and be present in all those moments. Cause I know they'll, they'll go fast. Uh, they've, the first seven months have already gone so fast. Um, but yeah, he's been a blessing. And honestly, I think he's changed. He's definitely changed my life for the better, like off the field, but on the field too. I feel, you know, I feel very proud to be able to go out there and, and give my best for him and my family every single day. It's, it's kind of just, um, you know, reincorporated that mindset into 
my day to day and what I, what I do on and off the field. Um, so blessing is, is probably the best word I can say, you know, yeah. but those, those sleepless nights are not, not helpful. Yeah, they're, they're actually decreasing <laughs> a lot now. So I think they're getting better. They're getting better. Yeah. yeah. He's doing, he's at times he's doing 12 hours so I can get a full. Yeah. He'll oh, go to wow. bed seven, six thirty seven seven o'clock, and he'll—I mean—he'll sleep through six thirty seven at times. What have you uh, done? That's amazing. I don't know. That's fair play. I mean, yeah, I know when um, my little lad—he was at that sort of age. We'd probably get a few hours max, and then he'll wake up, have a yeah. feed. We've just, sleep, I mean, but... we're at the point now where le- we're letting him kind of self soothe soothe himself and yeah he, he sleeps pretty well now now that i say that he'll probably start waking up <laughs> tonight's gonna be awful isn't it thanks <laughs> uh, uh, have you experienced what is known as a punami a punami no yeah oh yeah i mean yeah i've had a couple of those for sure yeah, oh. yeah. that parents know about those yeah and it's never pleasant but uh, never pleasant but no. you you know you put up with it yeah just wait until <laughs> the to start walking because then it's just an absolute it's brilliant because you can just run around and i mean my lad's what he's three a week on uh, saturday okay and he's just chattering away and it's just it's just like his own little person it's just like yeah it's how crazy. how how, what, where, how did that what happen did yeah that's how i feel i mean he's starting to sit up now and He's starting like obviously everything he wants to touch, he's grabbing so he can stand up. So yeah, yeah, we're uh like he's oh of course gravitating towards all the cords, like you know. So it's yeah, you gotta watch him now. We just installed all our all our baby gates. Our house has like a bunch of steps. Yeah, we have a step to go up into the living area, a step to go down to the back porch, a step to go down to the garage. So like yeah, we we have like three baby gate areas on the first floor. <laughs> Have you got the child locks on the on the uh, cupboard doors and everything yet? Yeah, we we we're uh, bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. it's it's just oh, there's so many things. We yeah. ended up getting these um, soft um, foamy stuff that goes around. It's like TV units and things like that. So, so if you went and fell over, you wouldn't split his head open. Very smart. So there's, a, there's something for everything to protect them. There is so. Amazon's finest. Yeah, that way. Other shops are available. I should say, but um, yeah. So obviously, you got uh, Columbus Crew coming up this weekend. Hopefully, you yep. won't have a sleepless night beforehand. Um, what's your take on that one? Because I've I've obviously looked it up and done a little bit of research behind it. And one of the big things is always goals. There's an average of three goals throughout the entire history between the two sides. It's an average of just over three goals a game. That's crazy. So. Have you had any sort of um, tactical um, yeah. meetings yet before that game? Yeah, we, we started looking at them. They're definitely a good team. The result against Philly wasn't actually the result it should have been. Um, they played a, a good game actually against them. So we know it's going to be tough. It's it's their home opener. Yeah. So you have that, that momentum. Um, obviously, we have confidence coming off the game against Toronto, but we also don't want to be naive and, and think it's going to be a – easy game because of the result and because we won. Definitely not that. So they have a quality side, dangerous attack. Um, I've been also in quite a few Columbus games where I feel like they're always intense games. Uh, I don't, for one way or the, for one reason or the other, I don't know why, but um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a tough game for us for sure. Yeah. Two OG sides. Yeah. It's, it's, 
there's going to be that little bit of rivalry just from that perspective as well, I would imagine, just knowing that you've got two of the oldest clubs in the league going against each other, showing actually who's still best. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So, um, do you think you'll be able to take that never-say-die attitude into that game as well? No, I think we have to take that into every game. I know that's easy to say, but yeah. for me, like, there's no game in this league now that is easy and you have to have that that mentality even when you're up you have to have that mentality to be able to close out close out a game um you know whether it's we're chasing game or we're 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 winning and we need to keep the keep the win um that mentality has to become a staple in in our performance and i think wayne has done a good job preaching that that's something that you know him as a player that's how he was he always was someone who was never going to die give everything die on the field for for the team so I think um with him obviously as a coach preaching that and then you know the the culture we're trying to create in the locker room I think that's that's something we can always I'll say fall back on no matter the result of the game and have you got used to his accent yet oh yeah yeah (laughs) I I thankfully was able to play with him so obviously I uh understood him from from those times but I think some of the new guys, you know, they're still getting used to it, but yeah, because he has got quite a strong, still got a strong Scouse accent, and it's even for for us Brits over here, it's still a little bit of a struggle to understand, it's it. understand. some of the things he says. So, um, I want to go on to a couple of the questions that um, the fans um, have sent in, especially um, a lot of the DC UK community have actually sent in, um, and one of those, uh, if I can actually bring it up on screen. Uh, I'll find the right one that is, um, which is from Stu. Because um, obviously things like the never, day, never say die attitude, sometimes things didn't go quite our way last season. So he wants to know what feels different this season to last season? Yeah. Um, I think it's really early to tell. You, you know, I think just looking at specifically how the first six weeks were preseason, obviously, you know, the, you know, being a part of that game with Toronto. I think the culture of the group is, is definitely different in a positive way. I think you got a lot of guys who are um, one experienced on the field, but experienced off the field in terms of what they bring to the locker room. Um, and to me, that's really key. I think at times last year, we, we didn't have consistency, you know, within the locker room, within the coaching staff, and, and it made it tough to figure out, okay, what are we, who's our, what's our identity. And I think, you know, since day one start a preseason and even obviously going, you know, the guys that were there last season and what our plans were for off season, sticking to them. And I think there's been a culture developed by, by Wayne and the coaching staff and us players, even the new guys integrating in, they've done a great job uh, just becoming part of the team. So there, there's a feeling of togetherness that I feel like we didn't have last year. So I'd say, I'd say the, the locker room is definitely something that feels different. Nice. Uh, that, that's, it's good to hear that things are, are moving in the right direction from that side as well. So yeah. that's good. That kind of leads me nicely onto a question that's actually just come in uh, on the chat live, uh, which is from Isaiah. And he's just asked, how has the transition from playing with Wayne to playing under him as the gaffer been? Yeah, it was, it was weird, obviously, initially when he came in. Um, you know, I loved playing, playing aside him. And I thought, you know, that was... For me, being a Manchester United fan growing up, that was something that was really special to be able to have him come in and 
the way he came in was special because he he wasn't just a you know a player who's achieved everything at the highest level. He was a DC United player, and he always had that respect to us other players that have been at the club. Um, he was just another teammate, another player, and he was uh, you know at the same level of us in terms of you know even aside everything he achieved, he still wasn't on the same level as us, which I always loved. Obviously, as a coach, too, then looking at his experience, you respect him uh, being, you know, playing aside him. I respect him, too. So um, I think, you know, it's it's been a little bit different role trying to be able to see him as a coach and kind of integrate what he wants from me as a player. But, um, you know, I think the transition's been good. Um, the, you know, this season I've been really trying to, at the beginning, since start of preseason, try to integrate what they – what they want from from myself and in my position so definitely weird but overall you know very good to be able to have him have him back and a part of the club yeah definitely so moving on to new players and um, one question that um, came in was from richard which it should be now this is where i need to uh, get used to the new the new technology um that we're using to broadcast this show there we go. So hide that one and let's bring this one on screen. So Richard asked, what are your thoughts on playing next to click, uh, especially after his rather good goal against Toronto? Yeah, he gave me an assist on the goal there. So that was good. <laughs> yes, it was, wasn't it? Um, no, I, I really enjoy playing next to him. I think in the short amount of time he's been here, we've been able to create a good relationship on the field, off the field. He's an easy guy to get to know off the field. Um really fun, lighthearted guy who's, you know, always joking, but he does obviously at the game, you know, he takes it serious. He takes everything he does to heart, um, wants to give his best effort. So it's easy to be able to play alongside someone like that. And then in terms of playing next to him and, and partnership, I really enjoy it. You know, he's someone that wants to get on the ball, but he also is, you know, doing defensive work as well. And I, I really specifically in the Toronto game too, trying to move off off of each other, being open up space, whether he comes down, I elevate, vice versa. Um, so no, it's it's been good so far and I, uh, I'm i excited to continue to develop it. Yeah. And how good was it being on the pitch and seeing that goal go in from range? Yeah, what, a, what an entrance for oh. uh, in the league. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I was um, at my father-in-law's watching the game and everyone's in bed because, you know, it's a, whatever time in the morning yeah. and I'm just sat there I'm just like trying my heart is not to scream but oh, it was, amazing. Goal, it was, it was great I mean, I'm happy happy for a guy like that who comes in and gels into the team quickly and obviously you see he gets rewarded you know in the first game so yeah, um, yeah got to continue made, it keep it going it's made a lot of Leeds United fans happy as well yeah. seeing them actually That's perform in the yeah. first uh, because when the transfer went through, all I ever saw was positivity. Yeah. No, no one had a negative thing to say, A, about the move, or B, about the player. Yeah, you, and then that shows, obviously. So, it, I mean, it, you know, those comments and, you know, his career speaks for himself. So, speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, other players. Um, Eric wants to know, on a scale of one to ten, how angry is Victor Paulson? <laughs> he, uh, hey, he wants to win, so he gets he gets really angry, gets upset. Um, I don't. I'm not going to give it a rating. I, I think. Uh, 
Is it off the charts how angry you can get? Is that what we're saying? At times, at times it can be, but you know, <laughs> I mean, Victor, Victor, he obviously he means well. He has, you know, like I said, it's it comes down to wanting to win, wanting to be able to, um, you know, it comes down to that never die mentality. So he uh, he definitely has that, and um, at times he can be very frustrated um, when yeah. things aren't going the right way. But you know, so can all of us. So yeah, absolutely. Um, moving away from players um, now, uh, Angus came in and just said, how has training shifted to accommodate a much more congested schedule and how are minutes, how are minutes going to make manageable? And I think this is more to what's probably later on in the season when things like the League's Cup uh, comes into play and then you've got the Open Cup as well. How have, have we thought that far ahead yet or how is it looking? I'm sure the coaching staff has. I mean, I, I think they've definitely... I mean, I can't speak on how it's going to be managed. I think mm. they have a very good idea. They brought, we brought um, Luke in. Wayne brought him in from Derby, and he's been, he's been an incredible addition to the team, and um, looks out for all of our best interests, and has done a great do- job with the strength and conditioning, the fitness aspect, the recovery aspect, all of preseason. So I've been really happy and excited to work with him. Um, so I'm sure they'll have a plan, but just in terms of what we've done up to this point and how, you know, how Wayne and the coaching staff manage, there's definitely from a work to rest ratio, the right amount of, um, you know, work and the right amount of recovery time. They, they definitely uh, have that, have that managed well. And I'm assuming, you know, when the schedule gets more congested, they'll, they'll shift it even more to making sure we're recovered to be able to go after and, uh, you know, give 90 minutes. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely has been managed well up until now. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, a couple of more questions that we've got. Uh, one from Brian. Um, and this is more in relation uh, for his son as well, because his son's uh, hoping to go to high school and to do, um, learn how to do coach both soccer and uh, PE as well and teach it. Um, but who was the most influential youth coach or gym teacher to your footballing career? Um, I'll stick with youth coach because that's I've had quite a bit of youth coaches. Um, the the one that sticks out the most is Man, uh, Manny Shellshite. He was a my U fourteen youth U.S. Uh, national team coach, and for me, he was always someone. Um, he had like little like snippets or quotes that he'd like pull out of nowhere, and you're like, wow, like Manny's amazing. You know, some of the advice he gives, and one one of the ones that always stuck out to me was. Um, you know, looking at your career and, and your development as a, as a mural, you know, taking the mural out, polishing it, putting it back in. And I've always, my dad always reminds me of it every once in a while, but I've always had it in the back of my mind too. And, and it's not just how I look at soccer. It's how I look at, you know, my relationships, you know, family, all the things off the field as well. Um, making sure I, you know, take the tile out, polish it, making sure it's good, new, put it back in and, you know, complete the complete the wall again so um i think looking at a young player looking at a you know a what his son is going to school hoping to both coach soccer and teach i think that's something maybe something he can pass along and give advice to younger kids something that stuck with me my whole career i like that that's that's something i've never really thought about polishing a mirror put it back on the wall yeah That's, that's really good i like that um one other question that came in, which you've obviously played across many uh, grounds across the MLS, but which venue do you mostly enjoy playing? Mm. And not Audi Field. 
What river Atlanta, yeah, Audi obviously number one. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's the toughest, coolest environment, but yeah. obviously toughest doesn't mean you enjoy it the most. I think uh, I actually like playing in Orlando. Uh, yeah. That's always been a you know good playing field, pretty cool atmosphere. So um, I always enjoy going down there playing. I don't know where else. Um, to be fair, we usually get a good result down there as well. Yeah, very true. That always so. helps. So, um, yeah, for, I mean, obviously, I've never played, but you look at the likes of the Atlanta Stadium, and then you've got some of the new ones as well. Like Austin's um, stadium looks quite cool. Yeah, Cincinnati. How was that? I didn't play there, so I oh, missed that one. Damn. So. But Cincinnati, I've been to the stadium actually. It's yeah. it's quality stadium. So. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking right that right. would be yeah. I mean, you look at a lot of these newer MLS stadiums and infrastructures; they're, they're incredible. So, yeah. there's a lot of great, great stadiums, and they're all a little bit different, which is cool. Like Columbus is is last year was a, a great place to play. So, yeah, definitely. Cool. Not the result, but like in terms of the stadium, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just looking through. Uh, actually, there's one other question coming in on the live chat. There's Ayer again. Just ask. Oh no, Victor, sorry. Are Man United going to do the quadruple? You've got one trophy under the belt. I don't know. I do not think so. But <laughs> I'm uh, I'm optimistic on the trajectory of the club. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's I know a couple of my friends are Man United fans as well, and it's it's been a while since they've won a trophy. Yeah. So it's uh, good for them. Um, can't say the same my opinions because I'm not a Man United fan, but then again, my yep. team isn't in the Premier League. So <laughs> there you go. Hopefully we'll be there. We've got a uh, super Michael Carrick as our boss, Millsborough. Oh, there you go. So it. He's doing well. He's doing well. Doing Where are they at in the standings? Exactly. They're pretty. Yeah. Up towards the top, right? Yeah. 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 Sat in third, I believe okay. at the moment. So trying to get uh, Sheffield United off the perch in the automatic promotion spot. Lovely. Got to keep our fingers crossed for that one. It'd be nice to see us back in the Premier League. I'll be watching them. I'll be thinking of you then. No, oh, there we go. Um, cool. That's it for the questions. Um, is there anything else you wanted to give a shout about? I know, let's see, we're coming up sort of time wise. Um, yeah. Before I move on to the rest of the show, is there anything you want to say? Not much. I just, uh, I'll give a thank you, first of all, to the fans on the, on the weekend. They were incredible. I think, like, looking back, being, you know, after we scored that 90th minute, like the ability to be able to go after and get that third goal, credit to them, felt like a 12th man type of situation. Um, and no, thank thank you for continuing to support us from over, overseas. And uh, obviously five seasons isn't something to joke about. You've uh, put a lot of time and work into it. So we noticed it as players being able to have, you know, fans like yourself and um, other, you know, other names pop up as well. But dedicated people who are supporting the club wherever it's important. There was two guys, I mean, two guys out of the preseason. They, they live out in the West coast. They were there for all the games in Palm Springs. Like oh, wow. those, those types of moments and people like I, I personally appreciate it a lot. So, um, well, I guess that's what, how I'll close, you know, that's all I have to say. Thank you. There we go. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, I will let, let you bid a job. Yeah. And uh, yeah, enjoy hopefully a very restful night before you head over to Columbus Cheers, and uh, we'll see a victory this weekend. Let's do it. Thanks, All man. Right. See you. Cheers. Have Take a good care. One. Bye. You too.
Well, there you go. That was Russell on the show, making his sixth appearance. I really enjoyed uh, speaking to him there. Um, cool. I know there was a couple of questions there that came through on the chat, which I was, didn't get around to seeing and asking. So um, I will send them on to him and hopefully we'll get an answer out um, to you guys. Um, so I know we've done things a little bit backwards today um, and it's a little bit a little bit different today. Uh, but what we're going to do, we're going to ba go back a couple of steps and we're going to talk about the news that's been happening in the last week. Well, welcome back to the news. Um, it's been been a great, great little week. Um, we had the victory at the weekend, which I will break down very, very shortly. Um, and the first bit on my news list here is the fact that um, Ted uh, was player of the match and he was in team of the week as well, MLS team of the week, which is amazing. Considering he was a substitute, it just shows how much of an impact he was able to make and influence the game that he was able to get into that team of the week. So I just want to say, um, I'm going to do something new. Uh, we're going to go for a little round of applause. So at home, please join me in giving Ted a little round of applause. Yeah, it does go on for a little bit of a while. Hopefully you heard that. Um, but that's something new I can do. I've got an applause button. Hey, hey. Um, so um, if you're still sticking around to watch the rest of the episode, please um, leave a like if you haven't left a like on this uh, little clip so far. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel and you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe. And if you listen to this later on, please drop in a little follow on your podcast provider uh, or on YouTube if you're doing that as well. Um, but Matt, yes, thank you. Uh, great chat from Russ. You're very welcome. Um, I'm glad I was able to do that. It was yeah, great to see him. Um, once again, it's been too long. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just want to touch on the MLS season pass. Uh, we had the first weekend of it. And my thoughts on it was great. It went really well. Not really any technical hitches, which was a little bit of a surprise. You'd normally expect for something like this on this kind of scale, you'd get a little bit of a technical hitch. But no, it worked. The only thing I was a little bit disappointed about which I still haven't got a clear answer on, is the home audio option. So I know I tweeted this out and I had so many, a lot of responses about it and it was great. But I think it's because we're international, we can't get the home audio. And even using through VPN, because my Apple account is a UK account, it kind of just chalks it off. So unfortunately, I will have to try and get Dave Johnson some other way. Fingers crossed I can still get him. But, you know, um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'll still have them. Um, moving on. Um, as I mentioned with Russ, uh, Click made his debut and actually scored. Um, and he also made his debut alongside Miller and Santos as well, which I forgot to mention that. I forgot to get his thoughts on that. Um, but for me, Click had a really good game. Uh, Tyler Miller, yes, he did concede a couple of goals. But he also made some really good saves as well. So, a bit of both. Um I don't think he really did too much wrong. There was a couple of moments when he rushed out, which I don't think he's probably too um, used to doing. Uh, it's probably not his natural style of play. But, you know, we we managed. We won. And he made 
made some good gathering saves, especially towards the end when uh, Bernadeschi uh, got down to the byline, crossed it in, Paulson intercepted, and then Miller was right there at the right time to gather the ball up and just buy us a few seconds just to gather and then launch the attack. So, and Santos, well, you know, he was great. Um, I don't think you really put too many feet too many feet wrong. I don't remember him doing anything bad, which is usually a good sign. Um, so happy about that. And I know this weekend they're not looking forward to seeing him play in the black and red rather than uh, for the cl- for the crew um, because he was well liked over there. And you know we've got him. He's he's on our side, and hopefully he will be able to play again. Get some good crosses in. Get some assists. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And then the other thing, I actually had it down as uh, another bit of news. Assad was spotted at DC's training complex. Uh, Goff tweeted out. But literally about five, ten minutes before we went live, we announced that we signed him. So we've signed Yamil Assad for the trilogy. Uh, his third stint at the club. Um, uh, in six seasons or something along those lines. Um, obviously coming in to uh, cover for Martin Rodriguez whilst he's out. Um, I'd like to know what you guys think about that because for me, I, I like it. I think it's a good good depth signing. It's something that we could definitely utilize a lot this year. Um, I don't think he'll be starting game in, game out as he builds his fitness back up. We won't, probably won't see him starting for a little while yet, but he will be on the bench, I reckon, and he will come on build himself up and uh, actually start potentially getting some uh, more minutes from the start rather than being from the bench. But, and well, it's not really, but it's uh, it's a good thing. It's good to have this depth. Um, interesting that Ravel Morrison is not much happening there. Um, so whether we get to replace him as well, but you know, I like the, I like this Yami Lassad sign. I like the depth that we're getting. And across the midfield and towards the top now, we're having some good strength there. I'd rather not as um, no, uh, taxis out for four to six weeks. So we'll probably, yeah, I think we could actually utilize the youngsters up top, uh, like Ted and Jackson and Fletcher, along with Benteke and Roberta up top. So potentially, I would like to see us reinforce the back line uh, rather than getting another attacking player. So. Yeah, I like that. Um, but otherwise, that's it for the news. Not much else. It's been a week. It's been a great week. We won. I want to talk about that. So let's move on to uh, match review. So, the uh, Toronto game. What a game. What a roller coaster of emotions. Absolutely loved it. Um, well, apart from the second half, that wasn't the, the best thing. But as we spoke with Russ, um, that never say die attitude really shone through in those last 10 minutes. Um, and I'm including the other time in that one. Um, the substitutions were fantastic. Um, they were well well played by Rooney. Uh, brought the pace on, uh, brought the energy on towards the end of the game. When... I mentioned last week, Toronto's um, average age was in the higher end of the league. So, and especially across their backline, it was quite an old backline. So having that option of bringing on the youth towards the end of the game looked like an absolute winner. 
and it and it worked. Um, but some stats, yes, I like my stats. We were outpossessed forty four percent to fifty six percent. I think that was um, primarily down to the second half on that one. Um, when you saw Toronto really controlling that the majority of the second half there, um, but they weren't able to do a lot with it. Um, we ended up having ten shots at their goal. Um, well, five of them hit the target, and they had seven shots uh, to four on target. So we outshot them, even though we had less of the ball. So it just shows how quick we were on the attack and actually how much we were working hard towards the end of the game as well. Uh, we had 17 total crosses in the game, which is quite a lot um, for ATC United side. So something we generally do a lot of. Um, but, you know, it was good to see that we were able to get those crosses in. Um, and when you look at the likes of Ted chipping his ball across um, to Christian Benteke to uh, head in the equaliser, it works. So, more of the wide play, please. Wait, more of the four four two. I like it. Um, however, we committed 18 fouls to their eight. Now, there's a couple of things you could put this down to. One, we were just a bit more aggressive. Or two, a Ted uncle. Now, which one do you think uh, was the cause of us having 18 fouls um, given against us? I'll let you decide. Um, moving on. Uh, when you looked at the average position-wise, so on the MLS uh, website, they've got the different breakdowns of the stats, and they show you the passing breakdown, but also shows you the average positions within that as well. And when you looked at that, we were sat way higher than what Toronto were. Now, you'd expect that um, from a home side, but the difference was actually quite a lot. Um, let's see if I can bring it up on screen. Screen? Screen? What am I doing? I think I turned into Jonathan Ross there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and bring it up on screen. So give me two seconds. And I will see what I can do. Um, talk amongst yourselves for now. Um, if you've got any questions, pop them in the chat. Might as well do that now. Whilst we're waiting for me to do my thing. Um, or if you're listening uh, after the fact, just... Skip a few seconds forward. Um, I'm not going to argue. Um, you're allowed on this one occasion. Um, but maybe just feel free to uh, drop a like and uh, a subscribe uh, while you're there. Right, here we go. So share my screen. Uh, so if you're watching, tune in. Um, actually, also on Spotify, you can actually watch this now. So if you're listening to the audio and you're listening on Spotify and you want to watch it on your phone and you don't want to watch it on YouTube, head over to Spotify. Um, and there's the audio there. So, screen. Uh, let's go to that one there. Cool. And show. Here we go. So, this bit here, so the passing network on the left-hand side, it shows you the average positions as well. So, you look at DC United there. Look at Matai and Victor at the back there. Victor sitting a little bit deeper. That's probably because of his pace. Um, or I should say lack of pace. So he has to sit that little bit deeper. But then you look at Andy Nahar and uh, Jehaze, um on the left. Very close to uh, Pedro Santos there. Um, he was actually sitting a little bit more central in this game. Canals there. Look at that. All the different 
players he's passing along to. He's literally, apart from Victor, bless him, he's passed it to pretty much everyone. Um, in that right in the center, uh, which is great to see. And then you've got your attackers there, um, well into the Toronto half, um, quite quite close to the top there as well. Um, if we move to the Toronto, and you look at that, very tight in the middle. Um, so you look at all these players here. So Demande, Osorio, uh, Mark Anthony K. Very, very central in the middle of the park there. Um, and then you've got Bernadeschi, uh, Insignia, who went off early doors uh, with an injury. Um, whether he, if he stayed on, whether that would have made a difference, who knows? But we don't need to worry about that. Um, but yeah, Bernadeschi was the furthest forward player um, out wide as well. And I think that's what helped us a lot is the fact that we were able to force the more attacking players out wide a lot. So they weren't able to actually create a lot of opportunities to get the uh, shots off. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to show you there because I thought it was quite key um, into how we actually won the game. Um, cool. And yeah, that's what I thought was really cool. Uh, being able to see things like that on the website and actually gives you the insight into how to break the game down as well is really, really good. Um, expected goals. Um Apparently, according to that, we were only supposed to have scored 0.8 of a goal. Not even one, just 0.8. And Toronto was supposed to score 2.3, so they were quite close with that. Um, but I think that the opportunities that we had when we scored, the click goal coming from well out, um, you would never expect to score that one. Uh, Benteke is probably where the major majority of the XG came from um, because it was he was free and it was a nice little header. Um, into the far corner but then Ted's winner um, he did have a little bit of pressure on him um, around him he had a couple of players and obviously the time and things like that so yeah it was it was really good um, and then the feeling at the end of the game it's been a long time a long long time since we've been able to feel like that um, yeah as Russ said will it go down in history probably not but it was the opening weekend it was the opening weekend of the MLS um, season pass as well. It was just fantastic. Um, what a way to open the season with a win like that. Um, to me, that just shows you the intent of what we're hoping to achieve this season. So, yeah. Moving on to this weekend. Uh, Columbus Crew at Low.com Field. Uh, there you go. Uh, one of a name. Happening on March the 4th. Uh, US time, which is kicking off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, for us in the UK, it's 12.30 a.m. on the early hours of Sunday morning. But the good thing is, this one is shown for free. You don't have to have an MLS season pass. You just need Apple TV, and you can tune into this game, um, which is fantastic. That's the first two games that are going to be like that. And there's another, uh, I think it's the Revs game as well. That's going to be free on MLS, on Apple TV as well. So really good that we're seeing actually quite a few uh, free games already. Um, it just shows you how good of a deal this is for everyone across the world who wants to follow up Major League Soccer. Love it. It's just... Oh. And if you want to know which ones are free and which ones you have to have the season pass for, uh, just look at the schedule list on uh, DC United's website. It'll it's got it just written down Apple TV, free or Apple TV, MLS season pass. So 
We'll find out now. Uh, but looking at it, so between the two sides, there's been 85 games. Uh, we've won 38. Columbus have won 34, uh, which means that there was 13 draws. Now, uh, as I mentioned with Russ, it is two OG sides going up against each other. Um, recently announced um, the injuries for this weekend are Rodriguez, as we all know, that's him out for the season. Uh, Taxi is out as well, uh, which we all knew. Uh, Heinzeich is still out. He's still recovering from his injury. But Williams is no longer listed, so he could potentially uh, make his debut appearance this weekend at Columbus Crew. Um, looking at sort of the past and how it's gone, uh, we've only won once in the last five fixtures between the two sides, drawing once and losing three of them. So not the best of recent form against this team. Uh, but they do have a new head coach in Wilfred Nancy, um, who I was speaking to. Um, oh, I really can't remember the name. Um, but it was a Columbus Crew podcast. I was speaking to them uh, last week uh, about this weekend's fixture. I was actually speaking to them on Sunday. Um, I did share stuff on um, Instagram about it. Um, really good guys to chat to. Um, they were very accommodating to me um, about time and actually when to do it. Um, so go and check hit up uh, instagram.com forward slash dcukfc and just check in there um, you should be able to see it um, if you look at the tag stuff I think you can see what I've been tagged in um, so go check that out um, what was I moving on to there um, in each of the last five fixtures there's been at least three goals as I mentioned overall there's been an average of three goals a game or just over, I think it was like 3.01 or something daft like that. So there's been 261 goals in 85 uh, matches between the two sides. Unreal. So we, we're pretty much guaranteed goals. But now that I said that, I'm going to touch wood. Hopefully we won't get a nil-nil. Um, even though if we did get a nil-nil, that's a point. It's a clean sheet away from him. I would still take that. Um, as long as it's exciting. Well, I don't want to drab nil-nil at uh, half 12 in the evening. No one wants that. Uh, cool. So last time DC scored three or more goals in the game was back in July last year um, before uh, last weekend's game. And that was against Orlando City um, in a 5-3, um, 5-3 scoreline. Uh, last time DC had two players contribute to two goals in the season opener uh, because we had uh, Ted who got the assist and the winner. And Jehaze, who got two assists, um, was back in 1999. Um, so that was the last time we had two players contribute to two goals in a season opener. I mean, we've had multiples of those in matches throughout the season, but first season opener, that was then. Uh, bonus points if you can actually name who those players were without looking at the MLS website. Uh, crew have got an average age of 25.8 and this is something I'm going to look at each game um, it's what the average age is and see what we can look at and where we can exploit it because with age comes experience but also comes a lack of pace because you're getting old and you slow down a little bit um, but with the youngsters that becomes an experience and we could utilize our experienced players to take advantage of that Um so they're at 25.8. Ours is 25.7, so it's quite similar on that aspect. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look at the comments. Um, oh, 
So Columbus, uh, so Matt was just saying, uh, Columbus 4-1 loss um, to Philly flattered Philly a little bit. The two penalties were questionable, but their defense does look a little shaky. Still better than our last match against Philly. Let's not talk about uh, games against Philly. I want to wipe those from my memory, please. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, they're, they're, they're a sore point. Um, if we can forget about those, that would be lovely. Um, but you've also asked, when was the last time two DPs scored? When was the last time two? That's a very good question. Um, off the top of my head, I genuinely don't know. We're probably looking back potentially to the Rooney days when he was playing with uh, Rooney and Lucho. Was Lucho a DP? It's late in the evening. One moment. If someone can answer that one, please do. Um, because I would like to know that one as well. Just, um, did we have Ben Flores? Was it when we played Toronto last year? Ooh. Ooh. I think I might have just found it. I think I might have figured it out. Uh, right. Let's have a little look. So we played... So I was back in DC that weekend. Uh, back in May of last year. Uh, so like, uh, no, it was not that weekend. It was the weekend before that. Uh, two two against Toronto. Scored on that one. So no, Flores scored because that was the first one. Estrada, I don't think was a DP. I think it was Tam, wasn't he? Uh, so let's September eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for bringing that one up. Taxi and Benteke scored on that one. But who was that against? Um, if you can answer that one, Kim, that would be lovely. Anyway, uh, whilst uh, Kim is going to bring that up uh, in the chat, so keep an eye on that one. Um, into Miami. Thank you very much, Kim. Appreciate it. There you go. Last time two DP scored was September 18th, 2022. Wow. And to be fair, that's actually not that long between the two. But actually, no. It's, yeah, it's too long for two DPs. You need more. Need more goals. Anyway, looking at the crew squad. So they've got three DPs uh, in um, the he said he'd. Oh, was that match? Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, crew squad. So DPs wise, they've got uh, Cucho Hernandez, who's a forward, Darlington Nagbe, and Lucas Zelarayan. Um, Cucho Hernandez is going to be the key key player, um, along with Zelarayan. Nagbe, uh, he's, how old? How old is he? He feels like he's been around for absolutely forever. Uh, Darlington Nagbe, you are thirty-two, and you're a DP. Fair play, good money, honey. Um, so yeah. We need to be aware of Zellerayan from the set pieces. Um, that's if he plays. Um, and to be honest, that's the same. Goes the same with any of the players. Cucho uh, Hernandez has obviously got the pace. He's got uh, the tenacity. Um, so we just need to make sure whoever's playing at the back is on their game. They've got a couple of players who are in the under twenty two initiative. Uh, so Alexandria Matan who spent um, the second half of last season on loan to um, a Romanian side I, I can't remember the name of. Um, and then they've got Yorgo who 
was linked with um, with us back in the day um, before we signed uh, Taxi, I think it was. And then they've got one generation Adidas player in Patrick Schultz, who's a goalkeeper, who actually started the last game against Philly um, and conceded four goals. So it'd be interesting if he starts again this weekend. Um, because if he does, we might be able to play on that a little bit and hopefully we can get a few goals in that one. Um, I will be doing a little watch along, or I'm aiming to, as long as my throat doesn't give up on me. I'm starting to feel a little bit... Uh, um, so we'll see what happens, but I would like to do a little watch along. So if you want to come and join, um, come join us into DCK. Just head to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. Come join us and we'll have a little watch party um so we'll all join together um and we'll all react and everything but it'll also be broadcast live on youtube as well so you can join in that way as well um but that means score predictions wise um please hit them up in the chat uh i want to see what you think this weekend is going to be remember average of three goals a game in this one so aim for three goals in this one um we've just come off a really good win against toronto um I say really good, it was the way it ended and the attitude that we gave that delivers us a lot of confidence into going into this one. Um, Columbus Crew coming off a 4-1 defeat. They're going to be a little bit sore, um, but they're back home for their season home opener. They'll want to start off with a bang. They've got a big thing called Cruzmas. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. I see one prediction coming in already. Uh, thank you, Kim. Uh, you are going for a 3-1 win to DC United. So you're going for the full goal game. That would be nice. I wouldn't say no to that. Um, my little prediction, and I mentioned this on the crew podcast that was on um, earlier on, I went for a 2-1 win to DC United. Um, yeah, Victor, going with the same. 2-1, like it. So, yeah, I think... Uh, a 2-1 is going to be a solid win. Um, I would love to, for us to keep a clean sheet, but I don't think we're quite there just yet. Um, mainly because we haven't got our strongest back line yet. Um, not fit anyway. Uh, Birnbaum is probably not fully fit just yet. Uh, Derek Williams is only just coming back. Brendan hines is still out injured. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for us to start getting consistent clean sheets. Tyler Miller is very new to the team, so he'll still be getting used to um, his defense. So, uh, Frank, also going in with the uh, 2-1. Matt, going for the 1-1 draw. Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Um, you're coming away with uh, without a defeat. Um, you're coming out with a point. And to be fair, if you said to us at the start, of the season before we played in the games, if we came out with uh, four points from the opening two games, I think we would have all been pretty happy about that, undefeated. So I'll be happy about that. Cool. Um, normally I would go through um, questions, but everyone has got their questions in. Everyone, all the questions were in for Russ. So thank you very much for that. Um, which leads us to the end of the show. Bit of a weird one. Uh, we've done it a little bit backwards, um, but it's great to have us on uh, live. So if you've missed it um, now and you're tuning in live, feel free to go back to the start of the start of the show. Um, go and tune in, check that out. It's really good to actually speak to him. Um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Um, really good to see the numbers uh, up on the live stream. Thank you so much. Double figures pretty much throughout the episode. So 
over the moon with that. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Uh, it's a very cheesy thing to say when you're doing it on YouTube. It does help um, with the algorithms and all that jazz. Um, please do leave a like. Um, if you're listening to on um, your podcast provider, um, please uh, subscribe to the podcast. And if you're on a podcast provider that allows you to leave a rating, please leave a rating and also a review because I'd like to know what you think of the podcast, what you enjoy, but what, what else would you like to see and where I could improve? So um, be honest about that, write in the notes, but please five stars. Uh, that would be awesome. Um, and if you want to come in and DCUK, um, I announced that we were having Russell Knauss on earlier on this week um before announcing on the socials so you get that opportunity to ask those questions that you would have heard earlier on um in the episode uh just head to dclightkingdom.com or slash membership and if you want to win oh sorry win i've got to do the giveaway announcement um but if you want to get any sort of merch like this uh, lovely shirt which i really enjoy it's so comfy or the cat in the hat jersey just there um just head to uh, the link in the in the description but it is dclightkingdom.com forward slash dcuk store and let's have a little look and see who has won the giveaway oh winners i've not picked the winner yet i get to do that ah let's uh refresh the page let's see if i can choose the winner live on air here we go ready to award so the winner I will do it a little bit later uh, because the uh, browser's uh, not working on me. Uh, so until next time, uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, with the final score prediction from Brian. 4-0 DC. I will take that every day of the week. So thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show, watched it live, um, watched it after the fact, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching. Thank you very much. And until, until next time, Vamos United. All record, all record deals. Tell them, talk to Callum for the quote. All record, all record. I still want the act, not the ghost. Uh.